Stuart, how are you doing? 2024. Good, 2024. Bloody hell, here we are. Nearly two years in Unbelievable. The, uh, into the podcast. And uh yeah, it was quite a quite a, quite a good end to the year, actually. I ended up with more Joe Strummer dolls than I've I have i have ever will have the need for over Christmas. It seems to be the the uh the gift of choice for me was the Joe Strummer doll. I think you got one as well. I've ended up with four. Yeah, I, I, I did get one, and I have to say that yeah. if you took it out of the packet, it could be pretty much anybody. It yeah, could... it is. It, it's definitely, it's definitely not Action Man size. It's <laughs> about a third of the size of the Action Man, and it doesn't even have real hair or the scar on the cheek. Yeah, it's really annoying. But anyway, anyway, uh, after the last pod, um, it was our Christmas one, and. Uh, I partook in an alcoholic beverage. And when I listened back to it, I I really thought that I never really gave you a chance to speak, Stuart. I, I talked so much, so I'm not going to talk as much tonight. But I don't know what you mean. I, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> no, no. Well, you know, I mean, it was one of those things. Sometimes when you listen back to it, you go, oh, that was really funny. Sometimes you listen back to it and you go, God, that was fucking dull. But... This what tonight's issue, uh, episode is not going to be dull. I can assure you of that, as we have special guests who we shall introduce shortly to you. A um, couple of other shout-outs. Um, Dungeons from Dolls. Shout-out to BSI Merch, who have looked after us uh, in terms of merch and in terms of uh, supporting the podcast since day one. So big shout-out to Andy and the guys there. Really appreciate your support. Um one documentary I watched over Christmas, Stiff Little Fingers documentary on YouTube that came out, I think it came out about two years ago. Really, really good. And um, I got I got membership to the Chapel of Unrest, Rockaway Park, which you've t- talked about a lot on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Rockaway Park, which I think is just outside Bath, between Bath and Bristol. And I, I got membership for it. So I'm looking forward to getting down there and, and seeing the guys down there. Uh, and doing something possibly live from there over mm-hmm. over the next year, which would be really good. So uh, whoever got me that, thank you very much. Gigs this week, well, where were we Sunday night, Stuart? We well, we, Conflict. <laughs> yeah, we did. We went to see Conflict, of course, because we wouldn't be the podcast without getting Conflict in. Um, it wasn't yeah, the... It it, <laughs> you know, it, it wasn't... wasn't no. um, it, definitely was, it definitely wasn't a damned, but uh, managed to speak to them after, and... Uh, had a long chat with them and the support band, the Backstreet Abortions, who were uh, who made me buy their album, which I will listen to. I've got it here on vinyl. So, um, so yeah, we had that on um, Sunday. Tomorrow night, we're going to see Subhumans. It's old punks. I get old punks. Old punks. <laughs> I want you. I want fucking new music, Stuart. I want some yeah. new new music. Well, let's, let's, do, do we have any do we have any shout outs or other announcements before we get to our very special guests? Because tonight's A to Z of punk comes from the letter E, and E in this 
podcast stands for Emerging, and we're going to talk to one of the best oh. emerging bands around at the moment, um, uh, who we've actually seen yeah, quite a few times. Um, but before we introduce them, is there anything else? I've got a couple of shout-outs. Looking forward to seeing Desperate Measures on Sunday yeah. with the Verukas and uh, GBH, old bands. Uh, hoping that ITV have got uh, more dramas in the pipeline regarding Michelle Moen, PPE, and uh, the NHS, so that the public can stand up and fucking make a difference like they've done with that horrible person that ran the post office. So if any of you have watched the post office debacle, it is an absolute disgrace that this government has sat back and tried to cover it up. And uh, without further ado... I'd like to introduce, under the letter E, Emerging Bands, a band that we stumbled across, nay, came across, stumbled across at Rebellion last year in Blackpool. Noah and the Loners. Well, I was going to. I was going to say that we stumbled across most bands, if I remember the state. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, the uh, Loners. What a privilege. Alone, welcome to the podcast. Do you want to introduce yourself, guys? Yeah, uh, we're Noah and the Loners. I'm I'm Noah the Loner. I'm Joseph. I know. I'm I'm also Noah, not the Loner. But you're but, but you're the drummer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm Amber. You're Amber, right? Okay, really good to meet you. So, um, as I said, we we first saw you at Rebellion and. Uh, you were wearing some great clothing. I remember mm. that. Uh, which yeah, you just bought. Yeah. Which you, you, yeah, we just bought off. You just bought off a stall by uh, our friend who runs Red Mother, and uh, we were also wearing similar clothing on the evening. And uh, you looked so much better than two old blokes in their fifties. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, We've been to a lot of festivals, and it's definitely the best dress. Yeah. yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> It is so. So big shout, big shout out to uh, Red Mother and uh, those guys there. If you do get a chance to check out their website, I think it's redmother.co.uk. But you just search Red Mother online. So, um, how did it start? How did Noah and the Loners start? Uh, So me and Amber have known each other since we were four. We went to primary school together. Um, Right. We started playing music together when we were like 12 we were in another band called polarized eyes um and that lasted for about five years with like some of our childhood mates um and then we split up because the other two decided to go off and do like proper degrees so (laughs) so our our drummer's doing engineering and the guitarist i think is doing like chemical but yeah something science <laughs> so then um, right. I went I went off to music college um and met Noah and Joseph just as we got offered the Marshall contract um yeah. Marshall Records um so then the four of us made Noah and the loners mm. yeah and we're and here what, today I want music college are you at BIM yeah, yeah, we were yeah. Um, we, we were at BIM London, but we're now all at BIM Brighton together. Right. Okay. So you're finishing the course at BIM, BIM Brighton. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good. Excellent. Music education is right for some people, it's wrong for others. But education. Education full stop. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um well, that, that's great. So then Noah and the Loners came out of the the band. The, the previous band and uh, 
And how did the deal? How did the deal with Marshall come about? Um, so we, our manager Kelly, he contacted um, Marshall Live Agency um, when we were still Polarized Eyes, and Marshall right. Live Agency really liked us and were um, like interested in signing us on that. And Stuart, our live agent, sent our music over to the record side of Marshall, um, and they really loved it and actually offered us a deal as Polarized Eyes. Um, right. But that was when the conversation started about like, oh, we don't know whether we actually want to like do this properly. That's what the other two were saying anyway. So um, it kind of all fell apart as soon as we got offered the deal. And it was a bit like, oh, we don't really know what we're doing now. Yeah. <laughs> shit, shit, there's only two hours. Yeah. Wait a minute. We've got, yeah. we've, got to, we've got to find a guitarist and a drummer quickly. This is yeah. really hard. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no, I get so it. It was, it. it was a bit of a catastrophe situation yeah. for, a, for a minute, but then um, we sorted it out with these two and couldn't be happier, really. Thank God you came to the best group. Yeah, no, true. Thank God we came to the And how many releases has there been on Marshall? Is it? Is it three, two or three singles? Three, three singles. singles. We've got another one out uh, next week, actually. Yes. What? what? Uh, 18th. 18th. Next Next Thursday. Yeah, next Thursday. It is the 17th. And, what, what's that? and tell us about that. What's that called? Uh, it's called Crash Landing. It's um, like a proper political one. Um, the, the chorus literally goes, this calls for another crash landing. Get Parliament. It's a bit of a spicy one. Um, <laughs> you call it that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of, it follows more of the protest anger route, really, yeah. rather than like hell of a... Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd say it's definitely one of the stronger ones on the EP. We're all really happy mm-hmm. with it. Um, yeah. So with the Protest Anger single, yeah. which which we've we listened to quite a lot, I mean, my, the understanding that we've got is is that was sort of inspired by you know this particularly this government sort of clamp down on the right to protest or people to just speak out against whatever the relevant issues that they want to talk about are. Is that something that? you know you guys feel is really important to you i mean are there other influences on you from other bands or do you see other bands in a similar vein doing similar things because i mean this is a bit of a long-winded question but you know obviously you and i from the era with a lot of protest music in punk like crass and conflict who we mentioned earlier on what do you think about protest in sort of punk or alternative music now I'd say I feel like a lot of punk now isn't necessarily a political punk, mm. which sounds weird, but like you can still have the attitude of punk and it not be political, I feel. Um, and a lot of like kind of more post-punk bands are doing that. Like yeah. I can't think of a single Fontaine song off their most recent album yeah. that's like outright political. Do you know what I, I mean? I agree. Like We see a lot of bands around in Brighton and London and it seems like everyone's playing music to have a good time. More yeah. than yeah, yeah. to make a statement. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I, I do think it's really important to keep the the like statement attitude mm. of punk. Yeah, like, I, 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 I agree. Punk... And, and you don't stop getting angry. The older yeah. you get, yeah. <laughs> there's, always, there's, always, there's always something going on in the world. And there's there's like... always something that'll annoy you, you know, about yeah. what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, there was the incident uh, when Bob Villain called out Sleaford Mods and... Um, idols for being they were so-called political bands and they wouldn't stand up for palestine and stuff like yeah. that so mm-hmm. there, there are bands out there that are making statements and uh yeah. you know what what do you as a band think that is currently wrong for your generation politically and socially in this world 
so much. I mean, currently, as a student, like one thing that affects us on a daily basis is like the cost of living crisis. Like as a student, it's so, so difficult because the student loans have not increased at all throughout the cost of living crisis. So we're basically yep. still working off of like the 2019 economy and like the economy's gone bust since then. Do you know what I mean? Like we're kind of, we're in a really screwed up position um, where we don't really have enough money to live. And a lot of people aren't choosing to go to university now because they simply can't afford it. And I don't yeah, think anyone yeah. should be in that position. Yeah. Um, there's so much going wrong though. Like, yeah. um, there's something personal to us as well, maybe more than other students is we travel a lot. Yeah. So like the pro- the price of train tickets are just yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. We were talking about that. We were talking about that earlier on actually because we were you know for a relatively young band you know without the risk of sounding patronising and that and as you've just said being students and stuff I mean being in a band full stop these days is difficult enough given you know the way the music industry works. And, you know, I, I would imagine that touring and getting around and being able to be in a band and do the things that you need to do to continue to drive the band forward must be incredibly difficult. I mean, we were looking at your tour dates earlier on and we noticed you had two Fridays and a Thursday. And we were both saying, I bet that's because you're having to book those dates around uni and, you know, being able to yeah. being able to get there and yeah. do it, you know. Yeah, to be fair, we've just missed a lot of uni. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. I like that though. I think they're quite on board with that. Quite a yeah, lot of times they say, "Go for it." That's what we want you to do. Yeah. It's more yeah. on yeah. us to definitely yeah. because yeah. their their biggest marketing tool will be if you're successful. So yeah, they shouldn't be they shouldn't be hindering your opportunities by being yeah. able to go out and tour. They should be being supportive of you mm-hmm. and yeah. even funding some of those tours because of the amount of money those places make out of education and the government and your student loan they should be putting money into young bands for tour support and getting them sorry it's a bugbear of mine but there's a yeah. lot of no, you know, no you're you know, completely right but also the lecturers are all involved in the industry and they're, they're not right. stupid they know you have to put in yeah. hard yards to get anywhere yeah. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, there's one for all you academic institutions out there. Put some money back <laughs> in. Put some money back into the creatives, and the creatives we, can then survive. We have a lot of academic institutions listening to our podcast. By the way, they yeah, I was thinking yeah. that. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, no, interesting. So yeah, I, I, we talked to obviously we talked to a lot of bands, and you know, we, we showing our age a little bit here. We go back to the, when the music industry sold CDs and albums and 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 product, so to speak. So there was money, there was a, a revenue stream from that, and now with streaming, of course, essentially you're providing content for a for a website or a platform so there's no so the economics of that have changed so live music and merchandise etc becomes increasingly important and you know i i think it's interesting at your uni uh, music college etc learning some of the the realities of this coupled with being in a band so you've almost doing a practical when you go out and do these dates it's like a practical day at uni you know you're in a you're in a band you're playing a gig you're learning how it works and i i think a lot of bands you know really are surprised when they realize even when they get a deal it, how hard it is there's just very it's you've you've got to be really resourceful you know and um it, i think it is a shock 
for it's just not like it used to be. You don't get big advances anymore because the record companies aren't selling any products. They're just it's uh it's a it's a weird one and the diy ethic i think is you know we talked about that last time didn't we you and you know how this sort of a lot you you're having to increasingly rely on your own initiative i think to get by as a band these days it's it's, it's difficult so i, I can see I mean, yeah. Swift, you know she's really suffering for her art um you know no she's not uh-huh. <laughs> yeah i mean we, we we were encouraged uh at sony to look at um solo artists and you've seen the rise of solo artists over the last 10 years it's like you know it's unbelievable how many there are but the reason there's so many of them is because they're cheaper to tour they're easier to deal with there's not there's not four of them looking for four meals to, you know it, it's that sort yeah. of thing and and that's I mean, major, vegan, which makes it a bit difficult yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> right that's major label mentality you know martial records i do believe is run by somebody who comes from the punk background who was in a band yes he was in a band called menace menace yes yeah yeah so uh you know and he's obviously he's understood what it's taking what it takes like we do we understand what it takes to be in a band and how hard it is to survive because we've we've done management we've done record labels we've been in we've been in the business and we still are and you know the things that you know the, the, the beauty of what you're doing right and this is not a dig at Kelly, but everything that you're doing at uni, you are ask. You should be asking him the questions. What are we doing about this? What are we doing about that? What are we doing about this? Yes. How, why are we not? <laughs> why, why are we not doing it this way? Why are we? You know. So that's. So it's great that you're learning all of that, and you 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 know you can put that into actual daily practice, as Stuart says. You know. So, uh, and what? Oh, I'm, I'm going to lead quickly. I feel as though I'm talking too much again, Stuart. Uh, mm-hmm. But I get I get nervous when I do these. So yeah, you just keep yeah. right you know, um what old bands influence you and what new bands we saw, we saw on your website your little there's a little bio piece on there where it name checks X ray specs and the Buzzcocks yeah. and you know and, and band and bands like that and we were like blimey, you know, we that was forty odd years ago. I mean do you pull references from those sort of classic punk bands like the Buzzcocks and, and the Clash and uh, X-Ray Specs? Or are there, you know, where do you get your influences from? And do you want a Joe Strummer doll? All right, thank you. I think we pull influence from like a lot of things. Like I, I grew up listening to punk like always had um a Ramones album uh in the record collection Jam Free Adolescence was in the record collection like um and we supported Buzzcocks recently and that was incredible for us um yeah. because Ever Fallen In Love is one of my favorite songs of all time mm-hmm. um, uh but then Sorry. like we listened to a lot of newer stuff as well um and I think it pays merit to the bands um, in like the seventies and eighties and whatever that the songs we're listening to now have the same spirit. Do you know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of idols and Bob Dylan and stuff and these yeah. guys do it as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and like that still has like the core punk energy in it that is still political. Yeah. Um, so I feel like, yeah, yeah. just listen to a lot of stuff. There's, yeah. There's a lot of other artists like talking about older artists who, also aren't punk who are probably just as important yeah like to us 
yeah. as people like Buzz Cox and yeah. the Clash or whoever. What what kind of what, like like I've, give a I've, 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 go on, go on, yeah, go on. Joe, let, tell me tell me what other outside of punk older uh, artists well, you like. For me for me, I think or me and Amber have a found love for Jeff Buck. <laughs> um, yeah. One of the greatest uh, one of the greatest songwriters of all time. Of course, one of the best voices. You, you, songwriters. You know, he was a fantastic um, guitar player as well. He's a bit. He's quite underrated um, for his playing. Um, so, was, so, is, so is so is Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley. Oh, yeah. I am Tim Buckley. Tim Buckley. Yeah. Tim, Tim Buckley, Buckley is Jeff Buckley's dad. I listen to loads of well. Nina Simone. That's Nina so random. <laughs> like, I love Nina there you Simone. Go. Brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> I, I think it just comes from like all over the shop. Like we grew up listening to really varied stuff. Like we listened to a lot mm. of The Cure when we were growing yeah. up. My dad listens to loads of like Blur, The Killers, Coldplay, all of yeah. that. So like it just it just comes from everywhere. Yeah. Like everything mm. we listen to is somehow in our music. Somehow. I grew up on a lot of uh, Pink Floyd as well. Mm. And Marillion. Really? Oh, my dad loves Marillion. So I, I know I could name you every Marillion song. <laughs> How many times have you been to see him? Oh, oh, too many. I love him. I love him. <laughs> I Fantastic was, musicians. When when we played Rebellion uh, the, the, last year, next... like that one meme about um, Marillion playing, like someone put out like a fake tweet right. about Marillion doing a secret set at Rebellion. Yeah, yeah. And I just got really excited. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, it's, it's fake news, yeah. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fake news. A few days later, I saw them at the Roundhouse in Camden. It was right. a great gig. The, the, next, the next time I see you, Joel, I'll tell you a Marillion story. Because remember, Fish was from Edinburgh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I'll tell you my Marillion apparently, story. I'm not, not for the, this podcast, but I will tell you my Marillion apparently story. Apparently, he's a very keen gardener now. <laughs> well, he likes, he likes yeah. lavender, doesn't he? Yeah, he's lavender. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 his favourite. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, just because the podcast called Dead's Not Punk, it doesn't mean that we're not, you know, open-minded to other f- forms of music, as long as it's not disco. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with disco, Stuart. You know my background. Anyway, so the uh, when we were growing up as punks, and punk began, you know, it, about sort of 82, 83, and it all dissolved into different new wave and new romantics and all, all of that. And... Uh, that's when you went back and listened to other types of music that had influenced the bands that you were listening to. So exactly what you're saying, you know, like that's when I discovered people like Patti Smith and Bruce Springsteen and, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily have listened to at the time because you were angry youth, for want of a better word. Yeah. And, you know, you were into what was what was on John Peel, what was on the radio, what were you going to listen to? So, and as musicians, you should always respect all other musicians as to what they're doing, yeah, even though, you know, and uh, you know, you never know what you find when you when you dig when you dig deep, right? And uh, it certainly served me throughout my career that I can jump across different genres of music quite happily. I could easily do a podcast about disco as well as a bit punk. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Right, I think right, we do Stuart? that within our own music though. Like yeah. we, we obviously write a lot of punk music, but then like some yeah. of the unreleased stuff that's not on the upcoming EP is like it's quite different. Like yeah. we have a song called Gravity, which is one of our favourite songs that we play live and it takes influence from like all over the shop. Yeah. It's yeah. a bit post-punk, quite yeah. indie. Yeah. But then like it's a bit more interesting than like basic mm. Yeah. middle of the road indeed you know what i mean yeah so, there's also um, a song called you make me fall apart which will 
be coming out on on the EP. on the EP. But that like dynamically has a lot more to offer than say your classic punk song. Yeah, and there's like tempo changes and stuff in it. Yeah, it's just so. So, so is that release on the 18th? Is that an EP? It's not just one. No, so we're releasing Crash Landing on the 17th of January. Joseph got the date wrong. Oh, okay, um, and then and then we've got an EP coming out on the 28th of February called A Desolate Warning which will be physical release as well. So mm. we're putting CDs and vinyl out for that, which will be yep. fun because that's the first of that we've ever had. So you've got the three, so you've got, so if I remember this correctly, you've got Hell of a Day, which is the last release. And that yeah. was Protest Anger before that? Yeah. And then, and then Teenage, Teenage Tragedy. Tragedy. And so those three, and then so then you've got the new sing, the single coming out in the 17th of January, getting the date right. And then an EP. And will that form an album or is there more to come? Um, no, I think we're doing, there might be something afterwards. We don't actually fully yeah. know. We don't know the full plan yet because it sort of really depends on how the EP does. But um, I right. think contractually, I think it might be an album after the EP, but I'm yeah. not 100% certain on that. Yeah, everybody go out and buy the physical format because the physical format means so much more to these guys than a stream will ever mean to these guys. So true. We've learned that. Off the tour of the Mechs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we toured <laughs> <we're laughs> with the Mechs and they sold so <laughs> many vinyls. So, yeah, yeah. So, it was cues at the start. They had not even played yet. They were queuing up for merch. Yeah. Every, yeah. every guy and girl in the audience after came up to us and said, why Where's your <laughs> yeah, Think yeah. about it. That's how you survive. Right? I'm going to ask quite a nerdy question here, actually. If you do, and when you get to the album, who would be your ideal producer in the in a, in a dream world? Who would produce the album? I don't actually know because the thing is, at, at not, the moment, not not fish. No. <laughs> at, at the moment we're working with a guy called um neil kennedy who's done like hot milk and creeper and all of that and right. the way he works with our sound is so perfect because mm. so we've really struggled in the past to get like the energy of us live into yeah. the recordings and with hell of a day and with the rest of the ep like it just fits so perfectly and i don't think we've ever been more proud of the music we're releasing than the ep Mm -hmm. so i feel like to be honest just we'd probably stay with him right okay Okay. that's that's a good answer because over the years so many bands have said to me how do we replicate that energy and rawness that we've got live and how do we put that on a record you know and everybody has said that from from the pistols to oasis Right, it's like how do we get that energy that we're, you know, and, yeah. and one of the best things to do is when you go in and do it, make sure your life engineer goes in with you. The guy who's doing your sound live is there as well, you know, mm-hmm. because he, he, yeah. can, he can add, he, he can add to it, you know, because he's, he's yeah. seen it every night when he, you know, when he's out touring with you. So, okay, what are your hopes, hopes for twenty twenty four? Before we go, before we talk about 2024, can I just ask another question about 2023? Because I do live in the past. How um how was the Mefs tour that you that you mentioned? How how was that? it was insane. Like every night was great. London was my favorite. Like sold out to me. Yeah, nothing was really good. Yeah, yeah. Because the the, the um, London date was at the Signature Brewery venue in Hackney, wasn't it? We went to that. We, yeah, we, we were sp- I remember. Yeah. Sp- oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember yeah. speaking to you and uh, after yeah. our set. Yeah, I, 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 I speak. I speak to everybody. 
No, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm like the physical social media when I'm out at gigs. Stuart is home early for his horlicks, right and I'm standing there talking to everybody, networking, you know. I didn't go home early. I was queuing up to buy a bloody... Um, no, in the loners T-shirt. If you must know, I bought one of those protest anger shirts. That oh, you- oh, yeah. nice yeah. one, mate. Yeah. And, and I'll just remind you of the fact that one T-shirt is the equivalent of five thousand streams on one of the platforms. So uh, you know that there's the economy that you've got to think about. Yeah, no, I got, I, I did buy a shirt. I paid money for it, and uh, and uh, it was a really great gig. I thought the atmosphere in that place was brilliant. You know, it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Really enjoyed it, and like I think. For us, it just that was like second show of the tour, wasn't yeah. it? And it just like set us on the right track for the whole thing. Yeah. We were in such a good mindset for the rest of it after that because it just went so perfect. And the Mets had a had a blind of that night. Yeah, yeah. The, I think that that's probably the best show we've seen them play as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And of course, they were so the, um, great people to be with. Yeah. Yeah, they're really nice, aren't they? And they, the the um and yeah, of course, you both be playing at Rebellion coming up in the summer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely yeah. going to go watch them, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully we don't on the same stage as them? We have no we clue. Have. No one has been told anything about stages or timings or anything. Right. Okay, sounds yeah. typical. Yeah, it would be, we <laughs> be great if we were one after the other. That would be well fun. Because yeah. the last time we saw you, you were on that pavilion, that round, the, you know, the yeah, stage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, stage in the middle. And we're really to be important. in a bigger stage. Yeah, deserve to be in a bigger stage. Have you got any but other festivals? That, cup, cup, yeah, any other festivals you've got coming up over the summer? Or ones um, we're doing Manchester play? Punk Festival in March, right? Okay, um, oh, yeah. which will be fun. Uh, it was nearly sold out. Yeah, there's there's seventy five percent of tickets have sold for that, so that should be a good one. Excellent. What else have we got? I think That's most nice. most of the stuff is like either abroad or. Mm-hmm. Stuff. We can't announce, or right, we haven't. Right, right, yet. right. Okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, festivals have you, we haven't uh, got many uh, And have you played outside the UK a lot? No, uh, we no. did. We did Texas. We did South by Southwest, and we did an, a festival in uh, New York called New Colossus while we were out there. Right. Which we're doing again. We're doing Texas again, South by Southwest again this year. But we're going to Spain at the end of this month for four headline Excellent. shows. And then we're going to Germany for a couple headline shows in March. And then Milan. And then Milan in April. And we're doing a festival in Germany in July as well. And you're going to squeeze some uni in, sort of. <laughs> don't know where. Not know where. Not planning on it. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's amazing that you're getting out. And so, how so? How was the New York show? Oh, yeah, it was oh, really good. so good! Yeah, so good. The second really? New York show, we, it was at a place called P- Pianos, yeah. and it was just mental. Yeah, right? that we, was we weren't expecting. Like, no, we weren't expecting much from it. We weren't expecting and anyone to be there, and there was about sixty people. Like, like it was a really yeah. small room, and it was just packed, and it was brilliant. It was just like it was like the perfect New York punk gig. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone was. Uh, every, it was just like a great. Sure. We had a blessing from someone writing an article before saying we were one of their ones to watch. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was Brooklyn Vegan. Oh, great! Oh, yeah, and uh, yeah, Noah, yeah. Noah got that. named the best drummer of the festival. Oh, as yeah. Well. oh did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well done, Noah. Well done, Noah. Well done, well done, the drummer. Drummers never get enough attention, you know. Drummers so never, like, never, never get enough attention, you know. But there you go. <laughs> well done, Noah. Well done. Thank you. Now, did did I remember when I was at Rebellion? You had a love of football, Noah. Which one? Which, Which all of us? 
Well, one of you has one of you supports a team that's just signed Timo Werner tonight. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, there you go. You do, yeah, yeah. I remember and, that. And he's yeah. the mug. He's the mug who let him go. Yeah, Chelsea. Yeah. Oh, oh, how do you get on in a band when you support different football teams? I oh, know, man. and he's he's, he's Palace as well. I'm so. laughing. We've got Mateta. <laughs> oh yes, Crystal Palace. Between oh, the three well, of us, we've got three London clubs who are doing very different things at the moment. <laughs> they are. Well, uh, we've got Palace in the FA Cup replay after you managed to get Dominic Carver Lewin sent off at the Palace. Oh, you're Evertonian. I'm an Evertonian, yeah. So there you go. So, you what were you? Tell uh, Scouse Lilt that he's uh, a lifelong Evertonian fan, Everton fan. <laughs> I, I couldn't support Celtic or Rangers. I didn't like them either of them when I yeah. lived in Glasgow. <laughs> what, be, what were you, Amber? Do you like football? No, you don't. Right. Okay. No, I can get dragged into all of the nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So just put your headphones on in the van when they're when you're in the van and they're talking football. Just shove your headphones. They just put on. my headphones on. Yeah, yeah she does. I, yeah, I, yeah. She does. Yeah. We're not over exaggerating. No, don't worry, Amber. I support Nottingham Forest, so I get dragged into the nonsense squad as well. <laughs> hey, listen, two European cups back to back. That's awesome. Fucking Forest are great, but you're a great club. We're not getting into a football argument. Sorry, that was me that brought that up. I've got one more question as we I'm just keeping my eye on the time. With regards to the these new releases and stuff, how does the songwriting work? Is there one key songwriter or is it like a real collaborative effort? It's really it's really collaborative. Like um you Make Me Fall Apart, which is one of our favourite songs on the EP. We just sat in a rehearsal room together and jammed it in 20 minutes. Mm. Um, like we just all write our own parts. Sometimes yeah. I come to a rehearsal with like lyrics yeah. or like a core melody or something, but yeah. it, it really varies on the song. Funnily enough, like whether it's the riff first or the um, like vocal melody first, whatever like it, you know the rest of the music falls into place yeah yeah it, like it was, the vocal melody always comes easily after a riff yeah i feel like yeah it's pretty pretty collaborative really but every song is very different yeah it helps a lot that we're all living in the same house yes yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. while you're in the house i mean i mean are you rehearsing in the flat in your house or or is it you have to go down to the rehearsal you're always thinking about writing songs we, we we did have a noise complaint because we had a bit of a too loud Halloween party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to like keep the noise down at the moment so we don't get kicked out. So we haven't really rehearsed in the house, but um, we get free rehearsal time through BIM. Which uh, is absolutely right. blessing. It is a blessing. Um, so, they're, yeah. giving, they're, getting, they're giving something back. I know, thank <laughs> yeah. God. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just use that. Yeah. Quite good for acoustic stuff though. No yeah. Yeah. For acoustic yeah. stuff. yeah, we've yeah. rehearsed our acoustics out here. So what I would say, you know, just a bit of advice from me is uh, when you come and look at your publishing and your songwriting credits, it's 25% each. Because <laughs> the biggest thing that splits up a band is the one mm. person that sits there and writes all the songs and the rest of them are not getting the same amount of money. 25% each will keep together for years. You'll, yeah, you'll no, we've already done it. We're all good. It's twenty five percent. Anyway, you'll be there for years, guys. I really, I really want to be able to play out on a on a hell of a day uh, before we run out of time. So, 
Um, I just want to sort of say thanks so much for all of you for making the time tonight on a cold evening to come on the podcast and to talk to us about you know, your music and stuff. And we're really looking forward to seeing. We'll try and get to uh, the dates in, in February, you know, but um, I'm just looking up here because it's February the 8th is Glasgow broadcast. Uh, February the 9th is Manchester 33 Oldham Street. And then the 16th of February is Bristol Exchange. Just wanted to get those details out there. And then, of course, you play the Rebellion Festival in early August. So, yeah, whether we get to one of those February dates, they are a bit far away from us, but um, we will definitely be at Rebellion. So we will, you know, be in touch to to, to hook up with you guys. So thanks so much. And, um, you know, we will be talking about the releases that come out, you know, in, in the next few weeks. Um, and, um, you know, wish you all the best with it. You know, good luck with your studies and, and certainly good luck with the dates. Yeah. Thank, you Thank you very much. much. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm going to... I'm going to... Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll copy you. Everything that you said there, guys, an absolute pleasure. Such eloquent, great fucking kids. Get on with it and make a difference and change the fucking world. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank, you. Guys. Thank you so much. <laughs>